Hi, I'm Pastor Stefan Margeson. This is the sermon podcast for Aldersgate Worship Service of Front Street United Methodist Church in Burlington, North Carolina. Come and join us each Sunday morning in person at 8.45 a.m. in the Aldersgate Gym. God be with you. Our scripture this morning is Mark 2, verses 23 through 28. One Sabbath day, he was walking through a field of ripe grain. As his disciples made a path, they pulled off heads of grain. The Pharisees told, them, uh, told on them to Jesus, Look, your disciples are breaking Sabbath rules. Jesus said, Really? Haven't you ever read what David did when he was hungry, along with those who were with him? How he entered the sanctuary and ate fresh bread off the altar with the chief priest, priest Abiathar right there watching? Holy bread that no one but priests were allowed to eat and handed, out, handed it out to his companions. Then Jesus said, the Sabbath was made to serve us. We weren't made to serve the Sabbath. The Son of Man is no lackey to the Sabbath. He is in charge. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, good morning. Good morning, Stefan. I am Stefan. I'm so glad to be in worship with all of you. And uh, for today, uh, it is Labor Day weekend. We are celebrating the workforce and all those that are a part of it. That is a wonderful thing and that they get to take a rest and an extra day, that we all have an extra day uh, to be at peace, I think is a great, a great blessing. Uh, but I, I think uh, I'm going to juxtapose it a little bit with, with Sabbath. Where, where today, this weekend, we are celebrating the workforce. Um, I want to spend a little bit of time this morning in worship celebrating something very different. That is Sabbath. And so, in part of that, I'm going to have a seat. And uh, as we journey together through this scripture and what this story has for us, um, I'll invite us first with a word of prayer. Holy and gracious God, I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts, and God, for our rest, let it be holy and pleasing to you. In your name we pray, amen. This past week, I spent some time in part of that video that you saw there at Camp Chestnut Ridge. Has anyone ever been there? Yes. Yes. It's a wonderful place. While I was there, one of the things I was tasked with doing was leading new incoming Duke Div students in a retreat as they centered themselves into the new semester that they were about to walk into, some of them already coming from an academic setting, some of them coming from second careers, but they're walking into a new rigorous lifestyle. And so this moment, this retreat for them before school starts, just after orientation, orientation rather, um, it was uh, hopefully a break for them. But it was funny watching the reactions as they came in. Many of them knew it was a Duke Div retreat, Duke Divinity School retreat. But as they walked up and saw the words Sabbath life, Sabbath retreat, they were confused. They wondered if they were at the right spot. They had prepared themselves for the last couple of months, maybe even for some of them a year or so, for this new academic setting, to be at Duke, to write papers, to listen to professors who write books that other people around the world read, uh, to be influenced by uh, these big names, big places. And so they were ready, gearing up for all of that excitement, that doing. 
And so when they came and, and spent a day with us, it was a hard thing for a lot of them. Through morning worship, I saw several of them bouncing their leg on their, on their floor while they're sitting there. They're ready to go and do. They're not ready to sit still. They haven't started yet. But as the day went on, they settled into it. They got a little bit more comfortable. I wonder about our story today as the disciples are walking along and then as the priests meet them, the Pharisees, it seems as though there's a different, very different understanding of what Sabbath looks like. For the priests, it's a pretty rigorous thing. It's something that they are tasked to do with. Certainly, they think it's a blessing. They think it's a good thing. God has told them that they should remember the Sabbath and keep it holy, and so they do in a myriad of ways, mostly rules and laws. One of those being that you weren't supposed to pick any grain, no labor on the Sabbath. And so as they see these disciples walking along, picking grain and eating because they are hungry, it's not the eating that they're upset about. It's not that it's maybe someone else's field. It's the picking. That simple act. That's what the priests seem to be bothered by in this moment. That sets them out of their own understanding of what Sabbath is. Maybe they were relaxed until they saw the disciples do this. How easy it is for them to get distracted on this special day to something so mundane. The disciples have settled in. They have understood, after some time with Jesus, what Sabbath really looks like. Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy, the scriptures tell us of a long time ago. And I wonder, for us today, how is it that we can remember something if we've never practiced it? How can you remember something that you haven't really experienced? Have you? Have you experienced Sabbath in your life? Maybe from time to time. I'm not sure that you can do it quite accidentally. So if you had a day where everything fell in place and worked out and was restful, I wonder, there may still be something you're missing there. How can we remember something we haven't truly experienced? Sabbath. I hope it is something that you have engaged with in your life and your walk with God. And so my task this morning to set us apart from the celebration of the workforce to celebrate this rest, this peace, this tranquility that God has gifted to us from the very beginning of creation. Six days of doing, of working, and then the seventh day, God said, let us rest. Six days where God created the heavens and the earth and the waters and the sky, all the celestial beings and the beings on earth and in the sky and in the waters and even us human beings to walk across and tend to it. And in all of those six days, God at the end of each day looked and said, it is good. But on the seventh day, God created Sabbath rest and said, it is holy something different there. So today, as we explore that, my task is to share something with you that might be something that you can remember. I hope it is. Something that you can pull from in your own lives, whether you've actively practiced Sabbath or not. Maybe you have a little bit, a taste, if you will, of something in your life where you can point to and say, I want more of that. I want more of that. 
one of those places I imagine we could all kind of sit in and think about, be on at least a similar page. We all sleep. Why not start there? So I'll ask you a few questions. Do you remember that nap? The nap of all naps, that one in the middle of the week where you didn't think you needed a nap in the middle of the day, and yet your eyes begin to close without you really trying to tell them to, and your body said, it's time to sleep, it's time to rest. That one nap that you woke up from feeling the cold drool on your cheek because it was that good, where you woke up and as you began to stand and pick your body up, you'd stretch your arms out wide and it felt like every joint, every muscle had been still for ages. The one where you yawned, the yawn that was so big and you realized, was I breathing at all? That nap, do you know that nap? Do you remember that nap? The feeling of waking up and wondering how long you had been asleep but also not really caring because it was that good. That nap, that feeling of peace and rest and calm throughout your entire body, that nap, that feeling, that's Sabbath. But it's also a little bit deeper than that. I know it is. Do you remember that one project that you were working on with the problem that you couldn't quite solve? You couldn't quite figure it out. And it bothered you. You spent all day working on it, hours on end, over and over again. Even if you had other tasks to work on, it was still working in your brain, thinking about this problem. You knew it from every angle. You tried every solution. It just wouldn't fit right. It seemed like it was right there, about to fall in place, and it wouldn't quite make it. That problem that held on in your brain all the way until you went to sleep. And then when you did, it seemed as though your brain was still actively working on it while you slept through the night. And for whatever reason, in the morning, you woke up and you knew something a little different. It seems as though while you slept, these pieces of this working of this problem had fallen into place. There was a sense of clarity and understanding that you gathered for this problem, and you were able to solve it within a few minutes. Nothing to it. Do you remember that problem? Do you remember that sleep? That feeling of clarity, of understanding, of things falling into place. That's Sabbath. But again, it's so much more. Do you remember that dream? That dream where you were enthralled, your attention fully grasped, every ounce of you was involved in it. Maybe it was a dream where you had won a race, a competition, you had successfully completed something and everyone was celebrating and you could feel that excitement and that wonder that you had gotten through whatever that was, that challenge, you had completed it and, and aced it, done so well. Or maybe for you, that dream was embracing a loved one whom you haven't seen in a long time for one reason or the other. You got to spend time with them in a lovely setting, in a beautiful place. You got to feel their warm embrace. 
and be with them in ways that you haven't been in a long, t- long time. Or maybe that dream for you was that wonder of a dream where you are doing something you didn't think was ever possible. Maybe you are flying through a world that you know of or that you created in your head. You have this sense of soaring through the skies and walking over all of the places you thought you'd never go, and there you are making it across the wind, across the clouds. That feeling of inescapable joy, of freedom, of liberation. Do you remember those dreams? Those dreams that did not just stick with you while you were asleep, but when you woke up, your body still knew that they were possible. Those dreams that were so real that when you woke up, you still still felt that excitement of having won something. You still felt that warm embrace on yourself as if you were hugging someone, that wonder of still feeling in your body, even though you know you can't, you feel as though you could fly. You remember what it's like, even though you've never actually done it. These dreams that create in us an understanding of things that are more than ourselves, things that are greater than what we can understand, more than we could ever grasp in our life. These dreams, that feeling of anything that is possible is real. Those dreams. Do you remember? Because those, those are Sabbath. These real places in our lives of sleep, of rest, of peace and calm, of understanding and clarity, of amazing liberation and excitement and wonder, All of these are held within the gift of Sabbath. I know they are. I know they are. This Sabbath, this gift that God has gifted not only to the people of old, but to us each and every day are for us, ready for us, calling out to us to engage in it. Don't you know that just as your bodies need sleep, Your souls need Sabbath. It's asking for it. It's waiting for it. Now, Sabbath is not something that we do and simply to celebrate the six days of labor and work that we did before. Sabbath is a place in which we are in celebration, in delight, in joy, in fulfillment for all that God has gifted us. It's a place for us to walk through and to see all that which we have labored and God has labored alongside us and to be and to relish in all of that. That is Sabbath. Sabbath is, well, Sabbath is, oh, Sabbath is. Well, it's different for each of us unique to each of us. How you engage in that may be particular to you. It may be in places of community. It may be in places of solitude. Maybe on a Sunday morning, or it may be on a Wednesday afternoon. Sabbath may involve silence, or it may involve laughter and celebration. Sabbath may involve reading, or it may involve simply looking. You see, Sabbath doesn't have all of these rules. 
Sabbath doesn't have all of these guides necessarily. The only thing that we are seeking for in Sabbath, well, is, is God. This is the scriptures that Jesus is trying to share with the priests that have gathered around that are bothered by the ways the disciples are enjoying their Sabbath. Maybe there's a little bit of jealousy in them that they can't grasp the joy and the relaxation that the disciples and Jesus seem to have in this moment. And so they try and put them in a box to corral them into an understanding that they have grown up with and yet still wasn't working for them. And the disciples, as they're walking along, they, they see enjoyment, they see a place of being, a place of excitement for them. Where they are hungry and in need, there is food at the ready. Where they are wanting of relationship, there is Jesus at hand. Where there is a desire for rest, there is no place that should not be restful to them. Jesus reminds the priests, the disciples, and us in this moment that Sabbath was made for man. Sabbath was made for all humankind. We were not made to serve the Sabbath. An odd thing to think about. An odd thing to see. That's how we engage in a lot of what Jesus offers us because it is free, open-handed, gifted to us without anything of our own doing. That's how we understand grace and love and mercy and forgiveness that Jesus offers to that in all places. Why not Sabbath? It is among those. So this morning... As we are settling into this space of rest, and thankfully most of us have a whole extra day tomorrow to try again, because each and every time we come to Sabbath, each and every time we come to a place of rest, we are human beings and we fail. We mess up. We get distracted. We start moving on to busy things because it's hard for us to sit still. And yet we try again and again. And so on this altar table this morning, there are offerings to each of you ways in which we might find practices of Sabbath. That doesn't have to be a full 24 hours. It could be in five minutes or three minutes or one minute as you have time during your week. These are our options for you, offerings for you that I hope you will come and take. And this is a, a beautiful way to envision what Sabbath is because Sabbath is it's not something that we give. It's not something that we do. Sabbath is something that we receive. So, as uh, after the prayers and during the next song afterwards, I, I invite you to come forward as you're ready and to look over these practices of Sabbath that you might take in your life and to take a card or two or three or four or however many you need and to take that with you into this week and to find ways in which Sabbath can be a part of your life, not just a one-off, but just as sleep is a repeatable thing in your life, Sabbath should be also. I invite you to that this morning. I encourage you to that this morning. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.